Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me I can only imagine well good Wednesday morning my friends how are you welcome to anger 911 I'm your host Janet Pfeiffer I am the peace alchemist and thank you so much for joining me this morning I'm so happy to be here I just love Wednesday mornings it's the highlight of my week anytime I have the opportunity to speak to a wonderful group of people to share my knowledge and wisdom with them and hopefully make a difference in your lives I don't see how life can get any better than that and today I have some wisdom to share with you as hopefully I always do. The title of today's show is Assume, Accuse, Ask. So we'll be talking about all three of those behaviors and which ones are beneficial and which ones aren't. And you might be surprised actually to find out what the answer to that is. But before we get started, we always have a little bit of business to take care of. So go grab yourself a cup of coffee and a bagel or get yourself comfy and get prepared to listen to a great show. I'm Janet Pfeiffer and you're listening to Anger 911 Radio and we'll be right back after these announcements. Pfeiffer Power Seminars is your premier resource for all your interpersonal training needs. They are leaders in anger management, conflict resolution, emotional wellness, and all areas of spirituality. They've been providing healing workshops to businesses, schools, churches, and wellness centers for over 20 years. If you want greater peace and harmony in your life and relationships, Pfeiffer Power Seminars is the solution. Visit them at PfeifferPowerSeminars.com or call 973 973- That's 973-697-1904. And welcome back. Uh, Since you're already on the internet, obviously listening to my internet radio show, (laughs) take a few moments and head on over after the show to my other website, PfeifferPowerSeminars.com. That's P-F-E-I-F-F-E-R, PfeifferPowerSeminars.com. There you can read all about me. Anything that you want to know about me is up on my website. But there's also hundreds of free articles that you can read. If you click on the articles tab or the newsletter tab, Um, Like I said, there are hundreds of free articles that I've written. There's also lots of free videos. A lot of my uh, TV appearances are also up on that website as well. 
So a lot of good free stuff for you. And you can also go to my products page and pick up your copies of any of my books, including my two most recent books, The Secret Side of Anger and The Great Truth. So if you have an issue with anger or you're dealing with somebody who does or you're dealing with issues of frustration or fear or hurt, pick up a copy of The Secret Side of Anger. It will teach you things you never knew before. Once you understand these things, coupled with a couple of really simple but very powerful skills that I include in that book, your life is going to become so much more joyful and peaceful. And if you're looking for a more spiritual perspective on how to live your life, check out The Great Truth. It really is a story of how I have transformed my life simply by living from a spiritual perspective rather than an ego perspective. And pick up extra copies as well. You know, we're, it's only one, <laughs> I hate to say it, it's a month before Christmas. Um, so you're probably out doing some Christmas shopping and books make wonderful, wonderful gifts. Whether they're mine or somebody else's, books really are, to me, are one of the favorite, favorite gifts to not only give, but also to receive as well. So pick up your copies of The Secret Side of Anger and The Great Truth on my website, FeifferPowerSeminars.com. You can also get them on Amazon as well. But if you like to read books, or listen to books on audio, The Secret Side of Anger is available as a four CD set only on my website. And I am closing out of that format. So again, if you like audio books, pick up your copy of The Secret Side of Anger on FightForPowerSeminars.com. It's been reduced to 75% off of its retail value, but I only have less than half a case of these CDs left. And once they're gone, like the dinosaur, they ain't coming back. (laughs) All right. And quickly, just don't forget to check out my blog after today's show. You can find that on anger911.net, and all of today's talking points will be posted up on my blog. So let's get into today's topic, assume, accuse, ask. Now, I know for me, uh, and probably for most people, there have been times in just about everybody's life when we've made false assumptions about another person Or maybe we've blamed someone who is innocent for something maybe that they weren't responsible for. Okay, we are a society, unfortunately, that likes to hold people accountable whether they're guilty or not. All right, so whether you're making an assumption or you're blaming someone, both of those behaviors can lead to people getting their feelings hurt, people being offended or outraged. Okay, sometimes people just go right from being offended to being outraged. You know, there's like no median uh, emotion that that takes place. So people become very outraged and they become very defensive. They get angry and defensive because I I don't know anybody that likes being accused or blamed for something, especially if they are not the ones responsible. And even if they are, very often people will take a very defensive posture anyhow. So what happens is when we make assumptions or we blame others for what we perceive they have done that was wrong, um, that can actually damage our relationship. Now, sometimes it causes minor damage, but sometimes the damage can be really extreme to the point maybe where people will choose to just sever their relationship with each other. You know, if people feel as though you're not respecting them, that you have a grudge against them, or you have some type of agenda where you're blaming them for something that they're not responsible for, you know, sometimes people just, they don't want to put up with that and they will cut you out of their life quite quickly. All right. And then in other cases, The offended party may also seek retaliation. If you blame someone for something, and let's say at some point it's proven that they were innocent, well, that person that feels offended, they may seek some sort of retaliation. Now, they may sue you. They may take legal action, sue you for slander or libel or whatever. They may take physical action. You may be under physical assault from them. They may damage your personal property. Or it could just be a verbal attack. You, you know, make an assumption about someone and they may verbally assault you. They may go on a tirade of just ripping you to pieces. Okay, so there's all types of risks involved with making assumptions 
and blaming others, especially if it's something that they didn't do, especially if you have no proof on that. So let's take a look at assumptions, first of all, because assumptions can be damaging, they can be affirmative, or they can be neutral in nature. Not every assumption that we make is a negative one. So I want to take a few minutes and just explain to you what I mean by affirmative, damaging, or neutral assumptions. Okay? Now, there have been times, again, as I mentioned earlier, when all of us have assumed the worst about another person. And typically, we do that when the person involved is someone that we don't care about or somebody that we don't like, somebody maybe that we have a grudge against or someone that we perceive to be um, a bad person. Okay? So let me give you an example. Suppose you and your brother have never really gotten along with each other. Okay, just maybe what started out as sibling rivalry when you were kids just, you know, accelerated as you got older. And the two of you never have really had that close sibling relationship that a lot of other brothers share. But one day, you know, one weekend he decides that he needs a car and he comes to you and asks if he can borrow yours. And, you know, being the nice person that you are, you decide to lend it to him. Even though you've never gotten along with each other, you know, he needs help and you feel like this is something that you're willing to do. So you lend him your car and then he returns it uh, and it sits in your driver for a couple of days. And then you go out and you happen to notice that one of the bumpers was damaged. Now, it wasn't like that before you lent it to him. You're almost 100% certain that that car was in perfect condition before he took it. So you just automatically assume that he's the one who damaged the bumper because the car was most recently in his possession. You haven't used it. Nobody else has used it that you're aware of. So you automatically assume that he is the one who caused damage to your bumper. Now, that's an easy assumption to make, right? I mean, I think it's if you're going to assume something, that almost seems like the logical process, that he would be the one who would be perceived to be the guilty party. So without even inquiring from him whether or not he has any knowledge of what happened, you don't even ask him, do you know what happened? Did you hit something? Did somebody back into you? You don't even ask questions. You automatically jump to the conclusion that he is the one who has caused damage to your bumper. So you automatically blame him without even speaking to him about it. Now, regardless of the truth, in your mind, he is the guilty party. So any investigation that you may have considered entering into is subsequently vacated. You don't even bother to look into it and see, well, you know, maybe it happened since it's been back in my driveway. Maybe it happened, you know, when he had it in a parking lot and wasn't aware that somebody else had caused damage to the bumper. All right. So regardless of the truth, in your mind, he is the guilty party. Now, an incident such as this can actually be the catalyst that ends what is already a fragile relationship between two brothers. Since the relationship doesn't have a strong foundation, any minor incident, minor accusations or assumptions can cause that relationship to fracture. Okay. Now, even in, a, in the strongest and healthiest of relationships, it still can cause damage. But that's, a, that's an example of a negative assumption. You're assuming the worst about someone without gathering any facts or information, without asking any questions. A neutral assumption, okay, really doesn't have any element of right or wrong, good or bad in it. Okay. So a neutral assumption might look something like this. Maybe my next door neighbor has been driving me to work every day this week because my car is in the shop for repairs. Okay. And so Monday, my neighbor drives me to work and then when, and picks me up. And then when, when he drops me off at home, I say, you know, you're going to pick me up tomorrow. And he goes, sure. No problem. Tuesday comes, same thing, picks me up, drops me off. Wednesday and Tuesday, when I get home, I say, are we on for tomorrow? He goes, yeah, no problem. So picks me up Wednesday morning, drops me off at work, picks me up, brings me home in the evening. Now, he's done this three days in a row. So I just assume that 
Thursday is going to be a repeat of what has gone on for the past three days. So I don't even bother to ask him this time. I just assume that he's going to follow through the same way he has for the three previous days. Okay, so my assumption is neither favorable nor unfavorable. It's not good or bad. It's it's not hostile or, or, or understanding. It's just an assumption. I just assume that because he's done it for three days, he's going to continue doing it for the rest of the week or until I tell him that I don't need his services anymore. Now, even though this assumption is neutral, it can have a negative impact on my relationship with my neighbor because let's suppose, because I didn't say anything on the third night, again, I'm assuming that he's just going to do this again, and he's thinking, well, she didn't ask, so she probably doesn't need me anymore. So he doesn't show up to pick me up. And then I get upset because now I have no way of getting to work. And so what happens is that can have a negative impact on our relationship. Now, I don't think, again, because it's a relatively minor incident, even though getting to work is an important, um, you know, part of our life, but the incident itself is rather minor. It clearly is because of a misunderstanding. So it can cause a certain amount of damage within the relationship. I may become upset, although not angry. Maybe I'm upset. Uh, I'm confused. And then when I approach my neighbor, my neighbor is kind of taken aback. It's like, well, but you didn't say anything to me Wednesday night. Well, did I need to? I mean, you've been taking me for the past three days. So it can cause some friction, a little bit of tension between two parties that hopefully will be able to be ironed out, especially if the if the relationship is a, is a pretty good one to begin with. But again, it can cause some damage. So people get annoyed because nobody bothered to ask. They just, once again, made an assumption. Okay, so you're still risking the relationship. You can cause hard feelings. You can cause tension between the two of you. And those issues at some point need to be addressed and they need to be resolved. Now, the reason why this is a neutral assumption is because there wasn't any judgment involved. Nobody placed any labels on the other person. Oh, he's just being a jerk. She's too demanding. There's nothing harsh about it. Okay. It was just an expectation of a performance that wasn't fulfilled. So I expected my neighbor to pick me up and that was not forthcoming. Okay. So a misunderstanding, a miscommunication can still lead to hurt feelings when someone makes an assumption rather than asking. But again, this is a neutral one, not like the one that I spoke about before where somebody made a harsh judgment about the brother. All right. Now there's also what I call affirmative assumptions. These I think are a little less common than the neutral or the negative assumptions, but they still do exist. So Affirmative assumptions typically will occur when somebody makes, again, an assumption about someone that we care about, especially if they're involved in something maybe that, you know, is a little suspicious, um, maybe is judged as inappropriate. You know, if it's somebody that we care about, we will typically make an affirmative assumption about that individual. So here's an example. Suppose somebody sees um, your child, maybe your teenager, you have a teenage son, and your son is hanging around with a bunch of his friends, and it appears that they're doing drugs. Maybe they're smoking marijuana, maybe they're doing some type of hard drugs, okay? So you witness this, and maybe you have clear evidence that because you see some of the boys engaging in illegal drug activity, you don't necessarily see the son as being one of them, but he's there. So you make this assumption then that all of these children are engaging in drug activity. So you go to the one child's mother because you know the mother and you say, I saw your son doing drugs. He was hanging out on the street corner with some other boys and they were all doing drugs. Blanket statement. Everyone, because everybody was there, everybody is guilty. Right, so the neighbor then makes a negative assumption because there's no 
legitimate proof she did not actually see the child engaging in drug activity. So she's making a negative assumption. But then as a parent, because we love our kids and we always want to believe the best about them, we have a tendency to make affirmative assumptions about them. And the mother might respond with something like, well, that can't be possible because I know my son and he would never do drugs. Okay, this kid is an athlete. He just would never get involved in stuff like that. Had the drug talk with him. He understands the serious nature of it. He understands the consequences. Should I ever find out that he's doing it? He would never do that. So here's the thing. We want to believe the best about people that we care about. And so that always motivates us then to draw a positive conclusion or a positive assumption, even if we don't have any data to prove or disprove what the other person is saying. I don't need it. I don't need to look any further than the love that I have for my child and the faith and trust that I have in my child. That's proof enough to me that my child is innocent of what you are assuming that they're doing. All right, so you have formed an affirmative assumption about your child. And we tend to do that with people that we truly care about, whether they are part of our family, whether they are people maybe in the news that we just admire or respect or follow, you know, on social media, whatever. If we have some type of um, affinity towards that individual, then we want to always give them the benefit of the doubt. Even if there is evidence of proof that this individual is guilty of what we assume they are doing, we refuse to even acknowledge that. We will, we will look beyond that. And if, in fact, there is proof, let's suppose, because nowadays everybody has phones that take videos, even if you show me video evidence that my child is doing drugs, okay, so there's the proof now it's not just an assumption, but it's actually a truth. Well, then I'm either going to make an excuse for it I'm going to, or I'm going to try to explain it away. All right? Because that's what people do when they care about the person who is having an assumption made about them. Now, again, this isn't just germane to family members or people that we love, but also people that we, do, we don't know. Remember the case of O.J. Simpson? What was that, back in the 90s? I even forget how long ago it was. It just seems like it was 100 years ago. But OJ was accused of being involved in the murder of his uh, ex-wife and her boyfriend. And even though he was acquitted of that murder, there are still, you know, those who have condemned him and believe in his guilt. And had he been convicted, I can guarantee you there would have been a group of people that would have sworn on their souls that he was innocent because they wanted to believe the best in him. Even with our political candidates, you know, people who were Trump supporters or people who were Clinton supporters want to believe the best about their candidate. So they, they will form an affirmative assumption regardless of what that candidate has done, even if there is proof that they did something that was illegal or something that was detrimental to the well-being of our country. Those who care about them will find a way of rationalizing or explaining their way through that or making excuses for them because they want to hold on to those affirmative beliefs. And we all do it. Every one of us is guilty of doing it. All right, so that's the difference between a negative assumption, a neutral assumption, or an affirmative assumption. So let me just, let me move on to accusations because they're not that different from assumptions. When, uh, when someone accuses or blames us for something that we may or may not have done, we feel as though we're under attack. Okay, so an assumption is based more on our perception, but an accusation is an expression of responsibility, people being accused or blamed for something. So the person who's being blamed feels as though they're under attack, and our natural reaction then is to, to defend ourselves. 
And that's just an automatic response. Anybody who feels as though they are under attack, you go into that fight or flight mode. You're either going to get yourself out of there if you feel like there's some danger involved or if you're not qualified, you don't feel competent to defend yourself. You're going to retreat and get yourself out of that situation. Or if you feel confident enough, you're going to fight back. All right, so our anger escalates to the point of fighting back because we feel as though we're being treated unfairly. Nobody likes to be accused or blamed for something, whether they've done it or not. They don't want that automatic judgment placed on them. And we all know that one serious accusation, regardless of its validity, regardless of whether or not it's based in fact or assumption or just malicious intent, one serious accusation can lead to a permanently damaged reputation or it can put the individual at serious risk. Look at how many people have been accused of sexual improprieties, okay? Whether there's any fact or, you know, proof to that effect, all you need is to be accused of sexually harassing someone, sexually molesting someone, raping somebody, whatever that is. And even if, in fact, you are at some point acquitted and proven innocent. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just that accusation alone will follow you around for the rest of your life. So you can have your life destroyed by an invalid accusation. So, and, and even if it's not of that serious a nature, Okay, it can place a lot of doubt in people's minds. People have lost their jobs. Maybe somebody has accused uh, one coworker of manipulating funds or stealing things, you know, from the company. And even though there may not be any proof, once you put doubt in somebody's mind, they're going to react to that doubt. And so people can lose their jobs. And even with the families, even in our family relationships, somebody gets accused of having an affair. And even if there's no proof, that can put doubt in the mind of the other spouse to the point where it can cause a deterioration of the relationship and maybe even cause the marriage to end. So accusations of any degree need to be given careful consideration before we engage in them because they can have devastating consequences for the person that is being accused. All right? Okay, we have to stop and take a quick break, but don't go anyplace because we still have a lot more to cover. I'm Janet Pfeiffer, and you're listening to Anger 911 Radio, and we'll be right back after these announcements. Pfeiffer Power Seminars is your premier resource for all your interpersonal training needs. They are leaders in anger management, conflict resolution, emotional wellness, and all areas of spirituality. They've been providing healing workshops to businesses, schools, churches, and wellness centers for over 20 years. If you want greater peace and harmony in your life and relationships, Pfeiffer Power Seminars is the solution. Visit them at PfeifferPowerSeminars.com or call 973-697-1904. That's 973-697-1904. One nine zero four. So 
time to time, each of us can use a little help in life, either in improving our relationships, healing our anger, experiencing more joy and happiness, finding inner peace, or developing a deeper relationship with God. As a holistic life coach, I've helped thousands of people just like you do just that and more. Listen to what some of my clients have to say. From Joan in Wisconsin, my marriage was on the brink of divorce, but thanks to you, my husband and I are happier than ever. I wish we had found you 30 years ago. And from Frank in New Jersey, Janet, your personal struggles in life and your triumph over them have inspired me to be a better person. You have so much inner peace, and that's what I want for myself. I know now that I can achieve it because you have shown me the way. So if you want to find healing, hope, peace, and lasting joy in a very short period of time, if you want the understanding, motivation, and practical skills necessary to have an exceptional life, call me today. My rates are affordable, my sessions are relaxed, compassionate, and life-affirming. I can meet with you in person or by phone or Skype anywhere in the country. Love yourself enough to have the life that God intended you to have. Call today for an appointment at 973-697-1904. That's 973-697-1904. And I would like to invite you all to listen to my other radio show, Between You and God. It is a series of mini podcasts, all designed to help bring you into a closer, deeper, more personal and intimate relationship with your creator. So if you want that relationship with God, if you want to live your life from a more spiritual perspective, check out Between You and God on the iHeartRadio website. Just go to iHeart.com, that's iHeart.com, click on the podcast tab and scroll down to the spirituality category and you can listen to over 200 shows, shows such as a Wink in Time, The Devoted Mirror, The Bible in Nine Words, The Living Prayer, and so many more. So check that out, Between You and God, on iHeart.com. And if you ever miss any of the live Anger 911 shows, well, you can listen to those on the same iHeart website. Just go to iHeart.com, click on the podcast tab, but this time scroll down to the health category and you can listen to hundreds of my Anger 911 radio shows. So if you ever miss one or you're not available um, at 9 a.m. on Wednesday mornings, don't worry about it. You can listen to them at your convenience by going to iHeart.com. And don't forget to check out my website, FifferPowerSeminars.com. Pick up your copies of The Secret Side of Anger and The Great Truth and pick up multiple copies. These books are inexpensive. They're only like $13 and $16 each and they're easy to read. So pick up a couple of extra copies, give them out as gifts. People will appreciate that far more than getting another sweater or tie. Give something that's unique unique and that will really have a positive impact on people's lives. And one size fits all, right? You don't have to worry about the color, the size, the style. Trust me, it's a simple way to give a really, really meaningful gift. So you can find The Secret Side of Anger and The Great Truth on my website, PfeifferPowerSeminars.com. And uh, let's see. Oh, I have a friend who has a new book out, so um, I'd like to share with you a little bit about Mary Haven's book, The Shadows of My Heart. Big families cultivate chaos. Mary Havens knows that all too well. One of 12 children, she grew up on a picturesque Wisconsin dairy farm. Holidays, graduations, marriages, and newborns filled the farmhouse with the light of laughter and hugs. Nevertheless, for Mary, the unspoken eclipsed that light. Unresolved grief, abuse, religious dogma, and secrets left her in the shadows, lost and alone. Her profound story is one of determination, survival, and the ability to rise above the fray. It is a story that will be too familiar to some and unfamiliar to others, but will always pull at the heartstrings of everyone. So check out The Shadows of My Heart by Mary Havens. You can find that on Amazon.com. Or by going to her website, maryhavens.com. That's The Shadows of My Heart by Mary Havens. All right, let's get back to today's topic. We are talking about 
assume, accuse, or ask. And before the break, I shared with you um, examples of how we make assumptions about people that are unfair and unkind and how they can damage the individual as well as our relationships and also accusations. What happens when we make accusations? The risk we put others at when we make false or harsh accusations about them. Now, there are times, um, you know, when there is a, you know, in the case of, let's say, a less serious personal interaction with another party. Maybe something has gone wrong. It's not as serious as what I had mentioned before the break. Maybe, you know, sexual impropriety or the accusation of um, taking something that did not belong to you. It might be something that is far less serious. But we accuse the other party of being the only person responsible. So let's say in the case of, um, you know, a relationship that's not working out, or maybe a, a, let's say a, a party, you know, you're planning a bridal party for your cousin who is getting married, you know, in a couple of months. And so the whole bridal party is working together to create this wonderful event and something doesn't work out right. Uh, somebody forgot to order the cake or whatever that is. Okay. And so we accuse one particular individual of being at fault. And, you know, if somebody's making that accusation against us, we naturally become agitated because our perception is that everybody else wants to see themselves as being blameless, that they don't have any accountability in any of the, you know, flaws of this bridal shower, that we wanted it to go seamlessly and it didn't. And so, you know, people are holding one person fully accountable for that. And what I have found is that anytime there are multiple people involved in something, which there always are, it's never the fault or rarely, let me say rarely, not never. It's rarely the fault of one individual. For the most part, everybody has played some role in the way things work out. All right, because everybody's contributing something or failing to contribute what they need to. And so on some level, everybody has to be held accountable. So, but what happens is when one party feels as though they're being blamed for something, they perceive it as nobody else wanting to take accountability for that. And here's the thing. It's only when every, po- when every individual takes full ownership for their role, for what they've said, what they didn't say, what they were supposed to do, what they failed to do, what they did instead of what they were supposed to do. It's only when each person takes full ownership for their feelings, their words, and their behaviors can any positive change occur, right? Personal responsibility is where your authentic power lies. Most people don't realize that. Our authentic power lies in our ability to choose, right? We all have intellect and we all have free will. We all have the ability to make our own decisions, what we think, how we feel, how we behave. So if my actions are creating a problem, then I can choose to act in a different way. And in that regard, then I'll affect a different outcome. When I do something differently, I will always get a different outcome. But when... When I accuse or blame others and hold them fully accountable, then in essence, what I'm doing is relinquishing my personal power. Then I have no authority to affect how this situation plays itself out. So if somebody is blaming me and they're not taking ownership, they think that uh, they're going to be off the hook. But the bottom line is when you fail to take ownership for your role in whatever is not working out in your life, then you have given up your personal power. Then you have no authority, no ability whatsoever to affect any type of change. Personal responsibility is where your authentic power lies. And when you blame others, when you accuse others of being fully accountable for what is not working, then in essence, you become helpless, you become powerless, you become the victim, and you have no ability to impact what's going on around you. All right, so 
whether we are the ones accusing and blaming others, you know, if I'm blaming somebody else and I'm failing to hold myself, myself accountable. So whether I'm having financial difficulties, I'm having marital issues, I'm having health issues, I'm homeless, I, I don't have good friendships, whatever that is. If I'm not taking responsibility for myself, then I become powerless over my own life. Because I believe then that my circumstances are, are the result of all these outside forces that I have no control over what other people are saying or doing. They're dictating the course of my life. And I'm not taking ownership for myself. And if that is my belief system, my life will never be what I want it to be because I, have, I see myself as somebody who has no authority, no control, no power over my own decisions. All right? And... Here's the thing. Powerlessness is one of the very foundations of anger. When we feel powerless, we need to restore that sense of balance and control in our lives. And anger momentarily gives us a sense of power and authority in our lives. So I just want you to be aware of that. You can't control anything outside of yourself. And when you blame others and when you hold them accountable, when you accuse them and blame them and hold them fully accountable for what is going on in your life, then in essence what you are, have done is you have given away your power to the other person. They are controlling your life. And that's just not true. Okay, but that's going to put you in a position then where you're going to feel helpless and you're going to become discouraged and you're going to get angry over your current circumstances and with the other individual as well. All right. So there are those who are, I'm sorry, those who assume operate from a place of arrogance or indifference to truth. Okay. People who make assumptions about other people don't care about the truth. When we make an assumption about an individual, in essence, what we're doing is we're claiming to know without asking. We're claiming to know without asking. Now, there are certain things you can know because if you witness them, okay, then you know. You don't necessarily have to ask. But there are a lot of people who seem to think that they possess this superior intelligence and that they have the ability to assimilate information just randomly out of the air. They don't need to ask questions. They are above that. Nor do they have to inquire as to a person's motive behind what they're doing. They seem to think that they have some psychic abilities and that they can discern on their own the reasons why people do what they do. All right? They know the why behind the what. I know why you did what you did. I don't have to ask. How do you know what, what my reasons were? Okay, that's quite arrogant. Assumers have no regard for the truth. They only seek to support their own agenda. And that is that they form a belief about a person or an event, whatever that is, based on their feelings for those people involved. So if you don't like a political candidate, if you don't like a family member, you will, uh, you will form a belief about that person. And then they collect all of the data that they need to verify their claims, and they will avoid anything that disproves what they believe. So they will make assumptions because they don't need the truth. They think they already know. That is really quite arrogant. So here's the thing. You wouldn't have much regard for a doctor who assumes to know what is ailing you, would you? If you went into a doctor's office and said, I don't feel good, I'm in pain, you wouldn't want a doctor who just assumes, well, you know, you, you sprained your back. Well, how do you know that? You would fully expect that they would ask questions so that they could discern exactly what is causing you that kind of discomfort. And because only in asking questions can they make an accurate diagnosis, and then they would know how to treat you, right? So they can't help you just by making an assumption about you. And if that's what they do, that would be considered highly irresponsible and maybe even cause for legal action. You know, if they made an assumption without fully diagnosing you properly, there might be cause for legal action against them. A police officer would never assume that just because a person is holding a gun 
that the person who is near them, who is injured or maybe who has died, you can't make that assumption that the person holding a weapon is the one responsible for the injury or death caused to that bystander. Even though it may appear obvious, a responsible police officer proceeds with an investigation. That's what they're trained to do, not to make assumptions. They have to investigate. They have to question everyone and anyone who may have any possible information that could lead to the prosecution of the rightful party. Because observations can be deceptive. Just because we see something doesn't mean that that is how it is. So a responsible police officer then doesn't make an assumption about who the guilty party is. They ask questions. They get as much information as they can. And even in our judicial system, as screwed up as it can be at times, in this country, we believe that you are innocent until proven guilty. You have to be proven guilty. A judge and a jury don't just make an assumption of guilt. They need to see concrete proof. So a prudent attorney, again, will gather as much proof as absolutely possible, either to either convict the person that they feel is guilty or to protect the person that they believe to be the innocent party. But again, they're not making assumptions or accusations. They are gathering information. So assumptions and accusations are disrespectful to the other party because they have no interest in knowing the truth about them. That's why we just assume it's because I have a belief about this person and now I'm going to make an assumption or an accusation based on my belief. You are guilty without, you know, without the opportunity to prove your innocence or you are innocent. You don't, we don't need to go beyond that. I believe that you're innocent. So we don't need to look any further. But those who are truth seekers, those who really want to know the truth, those are the people who ask questions. They refrain from judging others or forming conclusions about any situation or individual without first obtaining as much information about the situation or the individual as possible. Right? They will ask questions. They're not interested in finding a scapegoat or somebody that they can blame or hold accountable. They want to uncover the facts so that then they can best address the issue and resolve whatever that is. They want to know the truth, so they ask questions. That's the difference between people who assume and accuse, they are not interested in truth, and those who ask. All right, I want you to be aware of that because I want you, as always, to first and foremost look at yourself. Are you someone who jumps to conclusions? Are you someone who is quick to accuse or blame others without having all of the facts present? Or are you someone who asks questions, even if in fact you know that a person may be guilty of what they did? Ask them why. Ask them how they came to be involved in that situation. All right, because sometimes by asking the whys, why did you do it? How, how is it that you found yourself in this situation? Sometimes that in and of itself, well, it will always lead to a greater understanding. But we know even in our, you know, even in our court system, sometimes the why behind the, the actual offense is enough to acquit a person. It's not just what you do, but sometimes it's the why. Yes, I am the one who, you know, killed that individual, but that person was attacking me. Okay? Understanding the why, not just jumping to the assumption that, well, you killed him, therefore you are guilty of murder, and you will spend the rest of your life in, in prison. All right? If murder, you know, or killing someone in self-defense, not that I'm, look, I'm not an advocate of, of killing anyone or harming anyone, but in this country... That is a legal defense that will acquit you of having to face any further consequences. All right. So asking the questions is because people really care about finding the truth. Not, uh, not again, not just jumping to a con conclusion, because even in those circumstances that appear to be obvious, the question of understanding why 
The why behind the behavior can give us a deeper understanding of what has transpired and whether or not a person needs to be held accountable for it. Yes, I damaged your car. I caused the damage to the fender, but here's what happened. I was driving. I hit an oil slick that was completely unanticipated, and the car spun out of control. Okay? All right. So a fair-minded person would never, ever accuse or assume for fear of being grossly mistaken. One who is truly concerned about the well-being of others will always ask questions to be certain that they have all of the facts before reaching a conclusion and deciding what they need to do next. It is the way in which each and every one of us wants to be treated and has a right to be treated. You know, as Mahatma Gandhi said so eloquently, he said, I must be the change. I must first be the change I want to see in others. I must be the one to ask questions and treat others fairly if I want them to treat me fairly. The golden rule instructs us to treat others as we want to be treated. And the Bible commands us to judge not, lest ye be judged. When you judge, you're making an assumption or an accusation. So, in conclusion... It's absolutely critical to be respectful of others as you would expect them to be of you. Refrain from assuming, accusing, or blaming. Ask questions instead. Be a seeker of truth. And only when you have obtained as much accurate information as possible can you draw a just conclusion. All right, we are out of time. I want to thank you all so much for spending this hour with me. I hope again, as always, that I have given you some information that will prove valuable and helpful in your life because that is always my ultimate and sole goal. All right, as always, again, I want to thank you so much for spending this time with me and leave you with one inspirational thought for the upcoming week. Those who seek the truth ask questions. Those who fear or are uninterested in truth make assumptions and accusations. Always be a seeker of truth. So until next time, I want to wish you all a very peaceful, blessed, joyful week. And I'll see you back here next Wednesday, same time. Bye-bye, my friends. Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.